Welcome to the Wad Pod. Join me as I sit down with CrossFitters, fitness experts, top coaches, professional athletes, and other well-known gym goers to listen to their journey through fitness. In this week's episode with Adam Heinley, I dive into Adam's transition to becoming a vegan athlete. I found out why he made the decision to eat a plant-based diet and the benefits he's found from doing so. Since becoming a vegan and then launching his business last year, He's currently the fittest, strongest, and happiest he's ever been. Adam, welcome to the pod, the Wad Pod episode number three. We're actually getting better at this. We've got uh, an official backdrop, <laughs> first backdrop of the uh, series, um, on. and affecting the audio. So, for people watching on YouTube, um obviously the setup has improved for those on the uh, uh on spotify you'll have to go on jump on and have a look at the youtube channel as well um first of all thanks for coming on let's start with your background into fitness where did your fitness journey begin yeah so i think me and you have followed like a very similar path in terms of our of our fitness journey but um i started out um about eight years ago just training getting into exercise and stuff like that and then um i started doing a lot more in terms of um bodybuilding and things like that and i got to a point in my life where i was like i had enough of like just drinking uni life just going out too much and i just needed something to commit to and that's when i decided that we we're gonna go down the path of like losing weight and going into in that side of things I end up losing 30 stone in about 18 months 30 stone sorry 30 kilos <laughs> 30 stone <laughs> ridiculous dude you'd have disappeared yeah as <laughs> a so five stone uh 30 kilos in 18 months in fact didn't you make it into the newspaper pretty sure there was like a was it on yeah yorkshire evening Nerfs. yeah yorkshire evening post uni lad um and then the mirror as well the mirror online big yeah. big like two page feature on it <laughs> claim to fame <laughs> yeah yeah definitely but um but yeah the kind of the whole point of that was like being a bartender drinking loads and then obviously going on stage doing bodybuilding so it's like from shops to shreds well that was it we kind of did the men's physique at a similar time yeah yeah we were both like gym training and then i think you competed the year the season before and then i mm-hmm. jumped on stage right we've did it once and we're like yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's enough for me that's the thing though it's like it, with bodybuilding with the like the part of it is all about your appearance how you look and Obviously now we both do CrossFit and everything. It's like it's about how you move, it's how the weight you lift, and it's about how you perform and like not focusing on just the the vainness of it being the just aesthetics. about the aesthetics yeah. of what you look like all the time was something that really, really like it just got to me and it was it really affected my mental health. Body dysmorphia through the roof. Yeah. The dieting and everything really affected my relationship with food and stuff as well. And it was all of these kind of things that I don't th- I think a lot of bodybuilders go through but they don't talk about and yeah. it's it's issues that if you stay in it and like i did it and then i did another competition a month later because i I was in it and i really loved it at the time but then when i stopped and i had like reflected on it and looked back at it i was like this is just not for me and this is really really messing up my mental health relationship with food and relationship with my body and myself it was just really really a broken system now obviously into the world of crossfit we've competed a few times together and, and it's almost mirrored like when we did men's physique we're kind of doing it at the same time and then we both 
almost discovered CrossFit at similar time, then did our first comps at the same time. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's completely different. I much prefer it. It's like the freedom of not, like every day was so focused on step count, calorie count, tracking calories. If you have a beer, you feel guilty. If you have a pizza, you feel guilty. Now I'm like, it doesn't matter. You just usually feel used for training. Yeah, it's way exactly. better. It's like you, it gives you the ability to live your life in a way that you want to live your life. Like I'm not trying to become a professional CrossFit athlete. I'm trying my best to be healthy, but to live a sustainable life. So if I hated myself because I was bodybuilding and I couldn't do that kind of thing when I was bodybuilding and I couldn't go out for people. Like I remember I went to a university reunion and had to order plain chicken. I mean, I'm vegan now, but at the time I had to order plain chicken and veg yeah. because I, I I was out at a university like meeting all my mates and because I were on prep, literally just plain chicken and veg. And it's like... And looking back on it now, you say, what was I thinking? Yeah. But at the time, it was just, you get into that routine of, like, the prep cycle. Yeah. It, it felt normal at the time, but looking back now, it's like, well, yeah, what yeah. are you doing? I don't want to sound like, I mean, I'm. it sounds like I am bashing bodybuilding. If people that are doing bodybuilding, like, go for it. If that's your vice, if that's your thing, and you can control and understand your own mental health throughout that, then amazing. Yeah. But if you can, then that, it's it's something that massively affected me. Obviously, we've chatted a bit before about it, with the fact that it's, it's not great for your, your mindset towards exercise and fitness. And yeah, and I think that's why we're seeing so many people tr doing the same swap from gym, commercial gym training, men's physique, bodybuilding to CrossFit. Yeah. Like CrossFit's massively grown in the last couple of years. Like three or four years ago, there was only a few comps. Now there's comps every weekend in the UK. Um, so yeah, that industry is growing and I think people are starting to see yeah. the benefits of CrossFit. Yeah, and it's the the community side of it as well, isn't it? With the CrossFit, it's like you get the you go into a box, you're going in, you're in the same hole, you're doing the same workout with about twenty, thirty different people, and you just yeah. you're all in it together, and then you go to competitions. And it's like I just remember the competition that me you and James did. It's like that I've never met James before, but then it's like I've got a new bond and like yeah. good mate from just doing one competition together. It's it's like a really weird kind of thing when you're in it together with someone in that turn it's like throwing down in a workout it's like you're putting yourself on the line but mm. with the interest of helping that person if you're doing bodybuilding it's all such a solo thing like going to the gym to train a muscle group on you even with someone it's very individual you're yeah. doing it for your own benefit whether if you're in a workout or a competition with someone your what the effort you put in is also for your teammate so it's like a really yeah 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 it's really engaging with them <laughs> So, I can't remember, when did you start doing physio? Because... Yeah, so I've, I've been, um, so I've stopped doing physio now, but I started doing physio, well, I'm 29 now. I was 20, 22 when I finished uni. So, uh, I've been, I was doing that for about, about five and a half, six years. Because that was the, the goal, to be a physio for life. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I really like physio. I thought it was, it was great. Like, the knowledge that I've gotten, like, what I've learned about not only my own body, but how about movement for other people's bodies and things like that was incredible and that was my always my forte I've been like the movement guy I understood how people biomechanics how people moved I could watch someone do it and I'd know exactly what was tight or like what wasn't moving in the right direction things like that and I just got like again talking about like the mental health side of it I got really bored and drained and just lethargic all the time about being in the same four walls yeah. literally my what my life was in this white room these four walls right room I just I didn't want to do that anymore. And like your physio went online, didn't it? So it became because you were yeah. doing physio at Region, 
one stage, which was, I guess that was more engaging because you had people coming in for actual physio appointments, but then you did the online physio, which is essentially just at a laptop. Yeah, yeah. Well, I went from one room, one white room doing in-person physio to another white room doing it, doing it on a laptop. Yeah. Um, but with less human interaction. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it was like, I, I mean, I enjoy it and like I still in, I have a, a few clients that I still work with now that um, like it's kind of like a PT physio hybrid, but it's like the the idea of that being my main outlet, as much as it gave me freedom, but it was during COVID, so it didn't really give anyone any freedom. You know? um, but like, it, as much as it gave me like freedom if I could do it from a laptop anywhere, it just wasn't a sustainable thing that I wanted to grow. So that's why I left and I'm doing what I'm doing now. But and at the time when I when I actually came through to when you were in physio at Region, we filmed like a video with Luke. Yeah, and you were doing the LA obsession. Yeah. Will we ever see a return of LA Obsession? It <laughs> <laughs> was a great YouTube channel, yeah. like the, the challenges, yeah. the videos, a few viral ones in there. Yeah, no, yeah, it was it was good. Like I loved it, and like we got to do some really cool videos with like Sonny Webster and things like that as well. And and I, I love. I mean, I still do YouTube now in the property space, which I do stuff. But it's like the LA Obsession. Like Luke's gone off and he's doing his own shit now, yeah. and he's absolutely killing the game. Um, doing doing the stuff with them guys that he's working with. And um, yeah, still very, very close with Luke. He's like my best mate still, but it's just, at the time, um, like it was just the amount of work that, because I edited everything and I, I, I came up with the ideas. I did everything. Luke just kind of showed up. <laughs> just turned up, filmed it. Turned up, filmed it and went oh, and I just, everything else. But, um, and it was just the, the, the synergy between us just were, we were a bit off with it. So it was just like, you know what, mate, you go do your mm -hmm. thing. I'm going to go do my thing, but. Still best mates to this day. And actually with the YouTube hustle, it's such a large amount of effort for very little reward. Yeah, like, yeah. The money you make off YouTube is minimal. Yeah, exactly. Kind of thing. So ultimately, yeah, the challenges you did were like really fun. I think there wasn't the one, one went viral about the splits. Wasn't that yeah, like yeah. the splits in? Yeah, yeah. Well, that was after Luke left. So when Luke left the channel, I went off and started doing my own thing. And the idea and the concept was that I was going to do things like burning X amount of calories in a day, like how much exercise you'd have to do, like learning the splits in a week, um, doing doing things like, we're like gonna do like, how much can I improve my bench press in a week, yeah. kind of thing. And it was more about, again, going into that biomechanics of like, I'm not bothered about, I'm not gonna get stronger in a week, but it's like, how can I physically change my biomechanics to move my body more functionally yep. and learn the better technique in a short period of time to make myself that's better the movement. Cause that's when you're doing the physio. Those videos were very clickbaity, but also tied in with physio. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. It's like this. I think the splits one has got about 115, 120,000 views, um, which obviously, as someone who's got less than 5,000 subscribers at the time, it's like it's huge, a yeah. huge amount. And um, yeah, I mean, that was like, again, I, I brought that down. If I went to train with like Niall Wilson and Luke at gymnastics and went through all the stretching that they did there, I went and spoke to regen my old boss about it and stuff and broke down kind of the anatomy of what the what what is actually going on when we're stretching a muscle what is actually happening to lengthen the muscle and then just constantly obviously stretching for like three four hours a day yeah uh, to try and get the to get the splits and I improve i can't remember what it exactly was but i think spoilers i didn't get the splits but it's like i improved by like eight inches in front splits and then nine inches on the other side, and then like seventeen inches on, like ridiculous on the width on the on like the box box splits. So it was like, 
the actual amount that you can change your body in that short pace of time was crazy. But I'm, I'm kind of a bit, again, COVID kind of happened around that time and it was bad timing, but it meant that I couldn't go to the gym to try these challenges. So I had to try and adapt and it was like, okay, how can I burn? So one of the videos was how can I burn 5,000 calories just body weight, like just doing body weight movements. Um, so like running, obviously went on a long run, did a lot of other stuff, but it was like, just little stuff like that that just kind of brought a little bit of not only is it clickbait, but people want to watch it, but yeah. trying to make stuff like that entertaining at the same time. I think we all did that in lockdown. We were just doing anything to stay sane. Yeah, <laughs> just do anything. Yeah, that's it. But it's, it's, it was good fun, and I love doing that kind of love doing that kind of stuff and them kind of challenges and entertaining people. And yeah. if you can entertain, like you bridge that gap between entertainment and like actual useful advice. Yeah, and you can bring that together and actually make valuable content that does both. Like. That's what social media is for, and that's what I try to do. In I think that's it. I'm doing now. It's either make it really informative, or entertaining, or a mixture of the two. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's so many people that are like they've got so much knowledge about stuff, but it's just boring to listen yeah. to. Yeah, you, it's yeah. so boring. Yeah. And there's people that have got like they're really attractive, or they might have like a lot going on for them in terms of their abilities uh, and things like that. But they're either they don't really have that knowledge to back up what what they're saying so you get a lot of fitness influencers that release fitness plans that just because they've got a big following based on what yeah fit because they look good yeah and it's like it's not backing up that knowledge and i wanted to kind of bridge that gap obviously i've got a degree in physio at the time and then i had all this content that i was making about fitness how can we make the knowledge and then the entertainment kind of hybrid together. together and merge well maybe we'll see a return maybe one day but uh for right now physio has definitely been put on the shelf by the time being you mentioned earlier obviously briefly mentioned the vegan that's yeah. one thing i really wanted to dive into in the podcast obviously with it being a fitness podcast yeah being a vegan when did you turn vegan and what was the reason for turning vegan so i went i went vegan in um so i started out so there was a six month transitional period which i think is really like key so like there's vegan and then there's plant-based. I don't want people to get kind of the wrong idea. This is like, I'm, I am vegan. Like, I don't use animal products in terms of if I'm buying a shampoo or conditioner, I will avoid using, I won't do tested on animals or things like that. It'll be cruelty-free and that kind of stuff. But um, I'm not kind of the protests kind Extreme. of thing. It's like, I'm doing my bit. I will not contribute towards it. I don't care what you do. You yeah. can kind of do what you want kind of thing. Um, but I started in... It was 2020, no, 2020, yeah, 2020, so the back end of, like, the, the first the first lockdown, um, when my ex-girlfriend found out she had rheumatoid arthritis, and a lot of the factors that come from rheumatoid arthritis is to do with inflammation and inflammatory stuff, and red meat has a lot of inflammatory products, so it causes you to be more inflamed, so she was like, okay, I'm going to cut that out, obviously, we cooked a lot of meals together and stuff like that, so I just stopped eating that kind of stuff yeah um and then dived into it a little bit more and realized that dairy there's loads of stuff about dairy industry so i ended up cutting that out and then in september i went vegan for the full month just to literally just to try it and i was like kind of almost it was more for social media as well um in terms of like i wanted to trial what i would feel like as someone who has eaten meat all my life would have laughed at you if you just said a year before that i would have been vegan yeah like i love the bacon sarnie that kind of thing it was not 
it was just one thing that you would never expect or i would have never expected future me to be yeah to be vegan and then um so i did it for the month and i was like i'm just in my mind i'm like my health comes first if i feel like i'm not recovering my performance my training isn't getting any better and i'm being hindered because of it i will go back to it and that was one thing that i always kind of believed in and lived by that i'm first i'm priority number one um and then i did the month and felt great i actually lost weight i felt leaner i felt better um and a lot of people say that when you do that for the first month you do because you're eating so much vegetables that you get like a nutrient rush kind of thing so you feel better then it kind of levels out a little bit um but after that month i did go back to kind of i didn't have any red meat anymore i didn't have any chicken so there were no kind of like animal products like that it was more like vegetarian and then so i had eggs and uh, i had fish as well so eggs eggs and fish at that time as well and then that's kind of give me a transition period of then between like that was october to the new year of where like i was learning new recipes i was learning how to cook and things like that in in better ways being vegan which then allowed me to go fully vegan in the new yeah. year with all this knowledge backing it up whereas a lot of people would just go like bang through it straight in and it's not sustainable to do that because you don't know enough about not only food and things like that but you don't know enough about recipes and cooking and how to make your food not taste bland as shit because of it it's like anything if it's, it's like i mean say if it's just down to dieting you're never going to just suddenly go you know 800 calorie deficit you have to slowly work into it yes slowly brace yourself for something that's completely different yeah exactly it's sustainability so so how long was the period where you were like hybrid so yeah it was that was august to the new year so what five months five months no not five months like yeah about five months yeah about five months would you say that so anyone obviously deciding to or considering going vegan to do a 30-day trial what would you say do it the approach you did it i would do it as in like what elements would you really want in your life right now if there's certain ones that you don't and you don't really say you might not have red meat like okay cool then just say that i'm not going to have any more red meat and maybe try and move on to something else it's about finding replacements for the thing that you have in your everyday like i cutting out dairy one of the weirdest things was i had porridge every morning but i had milk in my porridge so i like changing that for almond milk yep. and then changing my coffee milk for oat milk and yep. things like that and it's like doing it slowly to find your replacements rather than just going like oh i know i'm gonna have a pizza what am i gonna have now gonna do kind yeah. of thing i mean there's so many like when i started it was quite good people starting like a few years before me and now even now it's even better with like the options for replacements like you can even go to mcdonald's and like burger king and get like vegan alternatives and stuff like that and like the beyond meat burgers and stuff like that cloths and all these kind of things so there's so many different options for people now that may worry about protein intake or that kind of thing because obviously like that's my my main worry when i started but um it's like you actually like i actually found that i just having so much more variety in my actual meals rather than going oh my protein source is a chicken breast it'd be like oh i'm gonna have some tofu but i'm gonna have some lentils and stuff and then there's some protein in in this as well and that and like you're making like a meal not based around one food you're based it making it like around what it contains so you get multiple things which gives you more variety and nutrients as well, which is kind of... The things for me, I w yeah, the things that I would be hesitant to turn vegan for would be firstly the protein intake, because I wouldn't have a clue. What would you say are like the top three sources for protein as a vegan? So as me now, I obviously, um, I still tra obviously train a lot, so I do take protein shakes. I'm not saying protein shakes are the main one, 
Um, so I do have a protein shake. I do have um, a lot of like the meat replacement style stuff, uh, which is soy based a lot of the time. So um, a lot of it is like soybeans style thing. Uh, lentils and tofu are my they're, your main they're kind of my main ones uh, really and now if you ate a product that was that had me in would it be like a panic would you kind of be no, like no, no. or are you, are you not doing it for that so basically it doesn't really matter too much yeah well i obviously care about kind of the animal animal rights side of things and stuff but i was at um i was at a family meal uh, a few weeks ago and we went to a, well, i didn't choose a restaurant and we went to a restaurant and they didn't have any vegan options um, the only thing they had was like it was an Italian restaurant, and the only thing they had was like a pizza that had cheese on it. And I asked them, asked them about the options for it, but I was just like, Do you know what? It's one meal. I'm not. It's not going to be the end of the world. But having dairy did mess with my stomach a lot. There's <laughs> more, more from but, a physical point of view. Yeah, yeah. But in terms of like mentally, it's not a huge yeah. And if you do have it, no, a no. non-vegan meal. Yeah, that's the that's the thing, and I think a lot of that's again the whole thing about people go, well, you're not vegan then. It's like, it's a blurred line. I'm like, I'm fine, I'm plant-based, I don't care. Whatever you label you want to put on it, it's fine, I'm not bothered. People get too caught up in being vegan and yeah. labeling it. Yeah, it doesn't need to be such a thing. I think your approach to it is really good that you're not forcing it on people. Mm. And so what if you have a, a non-vegan meal now and again? Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. And it's like, the, the thing is, a lot of people, I've got a friend who does this as well, that does CrossFit with us, is like, he, he's not bothered. He won't contribute towards it. So say if I'm buying a meal at a restaurant, I won't buy the non-vegan option if I've got a very good option there. Yep. But then he, what his stance is, I'm not. I'm a little bit on this, like fence on this. But he's like, he says that okay, well, if then family don't finish the burger that they have, then and he's still hungry, he would have it because it's like he directly isn't contributing towards it. Yeah. But and I can I can see that point because it's like either way it's going to go to waste. Yeah. Either way, like that's done. So it's like whether you consume it or not is a different thing. And again, this is like the spectrum of like everybody's going to have a different opinion on this kind of thing. Yeah. And it's a massive rabbit hole of where people see it. But for me, it's like I do it for me. It's like my contribution towards my thing. And I'm hitting PRs all the time. I don't feel like my recovery is ever lacking. Um, Like I new snatch PR like literally a week ago. Yeah. And it's like the... When you're doing them, when you're hitting the when numbers, making progress, and you're eating a vegan diet, yeah. it's clearly working. Yeah, it's like I don't need to add that in. And people go, "Oh, what if you progress further and faster?" It's like I'm not a professional athlete. I don't care. I'm living my life, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So it's like I'm making progress. I'm making progress at my own pace, but I'm just doing it in a way that I see as being sustainable and contributing towards a a good cause. Yeah. I guess. And since the podcast is sponsored by What Powders. They have a nice vegan protein. It'd be a great point just to uh, do a little vegan protein taste test. So we'll get a shake made. Let's do it. I've had I've had this before. I do like it. It's very very. It's a uh, the like a lot of vegan proteins. I must say, like there's a lot um, through. We won't name any other brands, but <laughs> uh, but there's a lot that like they do taste like dirty or bitty and um, or like they really don't they don't blend very well. They're very clumpy. As as someone that's tried a lot of different vegan proteins to try and find a good one, this is definitely one that is right up my street. Let's go. Thing is as well, it's like you don't like with this like a lot of them you do need like the blender balls and stuff like that. It's like I mean I still use one when I'm doing it, but Yeah, so it's actually a mix of hemp, pea, rice. Yeah, yeah. I think if you just go for one of the plant based proteins, they're always too like 
chalky or grainy. I think when you get a blend of all three, it works quite well. Yeah, definitely. And like that's the thing. It's that um, again, don't quote me on the science and this kind of thing, but it's um, I believe that a lot of times when this is something that obviously meat-based proteins have as an advantage. I might be wrong, but I believe that it's like 20, 23 or 27 essential amino acids. And like um, having implants, there is, apart, I think maybe apart from tofu, there is no complete amino acid, no complete profile, profile in a, a like in a vegetable. That's yeah. why you've got to have multiple things on your plate to yep. create a complete amino acid profile. Um, whereas like, I think in animal products, because the animals eat yeah, yeah, the of course. different things and eat the grains and all the different things, there's more of a complete profile yeah. within there. Which is actually why in the vegan protein, we put a load of I mean, uh, amino acids meat. in there. Actually. <laughs> a load of meat. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> so yeah, you've got a full, full amino acid profile in there as well. Yeah, yeah. That's it. So would you say since turning vegan, your CrossFit training... It's improved. I suppose you've never you've never done CrossFit probably as a non-vegan. No, I started no. started properly doing CrossFit like post-COVID. So that was when I and that was kind of the same. Now now it's like the same time that yeah. I kind of transitioned. So I'd done training for it before and I'd done CrossFit workouts, but obviously your fundamentals of it are the same. Like I'm still going into the gym trying to pee on my back squat. I'm still trying to go into yeah. the which I was doing before. I might be learning new movements like obviously like cleans and snatches and things like that. But you're going into the you're going into training basically with the same fundamental things. If you want to get faster, you want to get more endurance, and you want to get stronger. Yep. And I haven't been hindered in any of them things, so it's impossible for me to go back and go like, oh well, if I'd have spent the three years being a meat eater, what changes would that have yeah. been, and what difference would that have made? But like, my, in you, my you'll never know. But that doesn't matter because you're still making the progress. So exactly. Like, why still, change it? Yeah, I'm still putting in the work. I'm still doing the training, and I'm, like I say, I'm making progress as I'm doing it. So it's like, it's. I mean, as everyone goes through like your peaks and troughs with your training and yeah. stuff like that, and like some days you're feeling really strong, and some days you're not, and maybe that is to do a lot with. Well, it is always to do with your nutrition and how you fueled yourself for it and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, it's. My training's going well at the minute. I say PR literally last week. It's like exactly. Have you have you got any comps lined up? No comps lined up. Uh, I've just been so busy with the new business and new work stuff in property. It's just been that, like, I've had to prioritise that. And it's like my training has definitely been like CrossFit training in general has been like normally book onto a class. Can't book onto a class because I'm I'm say I'm in Manchester at one of the properties and I book a class for five and there's traffic on the M62. Yeah. Back. So obviously this is a fitness podcast, but let's talk about the property. Since we're there, <laughs> we're there. We're there. I, that's that's all you've been talking about off camera. So yeah. <laughs> let's go for it. When did you see? When did you start the property thing? Well, actually, I remember because I think we're in the car and you're going. I think I'm just going to completely jump ship from doing physio. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go into property. I was like. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we were literally going to Wadlands. Yeah, 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 just, yeah. yeah, just finished at Wadland. Um, yeah, so I uh, I left doing physio. Um, I left doing physio. Well, I left the business, A-game, the business that I was in. I left that business uh, in August, sold my shares in that, sold my ownership, and then I went, using that money, I went into property education and setting up um, and getting things set up with that. And then 
basically I do what's called rent to rent. It's um, rent to rent arbitrage is what some people know it as, but it's basically I take a property off a landlord, uh, rent it through a company. So it's like a company lease agreement. And then I use that on Airbnb booking.com yep. for short term stays. So you pay a rent of a thousand pounds, then you charge that place out for a hundred pounds, 120 pounds a night. After 10 days, you've made your rent, you pay that. Another five days, you've got your paid, your gas, electricity, and your bills and stuff. The rest of the time is money. Everything else, everything else is the profit. It's really weird because last episode had Dan on. I was thinking this is all going to be crossfit based, and we ended up speaking about his property. <laughs> I may as well just change it. A property podcast. Yeah, I've just started doing it as well. <laughs> Put like a little house. <laughs> I'm sure we can make it work. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie can edit that. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's it. I got 11 properties now, and I started in August, so it's it's going going well. well. Going well. Yeah. And what's have you got any goals with the business? Well, yeah, it's just to like I want to just it want I want it to be able to create generational wealth. I want it to be a business where I'm it's systemized. I don't necessarily need to be a part of it, and it's just something that's there that's paying me in the background. I mean, I ain't seen yeah. like five six of my properties in like three months yeah because they're just working for me now just systemizing the working so it's just generating that and it's it's helping other people get into it as well like i have a um again going deeper into something else but it's like one of my kind of like my purposes or like life goal kind of things is to help people be more financially literate and to understand money and how things work and stuff like that yeah more in terms of that you don't need to be paid for your time which a lot of people are like as a physio people paid me 40 pound a session probably quite cheap now but like 40 pound a session for a, for 45 minutes of my time to do an assessment and that's always going to be capped because i've only got, got, so, much very, time. got so much time now whereas i'm not the asset anymore in my new business like the property is the asset so i'm here recording a podcast eight of my 11 properties are filled with people right now and they're still making you money that's making me money whilst i'm sat here so it's like i've removed myself from being the asset yep and put that on to the property and to the things yeah. that I'm I'm using and that's how I wanted to live my life it's making you money work for you yeah so financial podcast which, well. yeah. <laughs> God knows all this series isn't it? <laughs> so I guess that's smart and actually I suppose when it comes down to do you need to actually be in the country like could you run your business from abroad yeah well I've got plans to move to Dubai I want to set the same thing up in Dubai because obviously there's a hell of a lot of influencers or there's a hell of a lot of people that go to Dubai and stay for maybe a month. So there's a massive demand there for short-term rentals. And that's exactly what my business model is. It's short-term rentals. So like doing that business model somewhere like Dubai or somewhere like Bali would be insane because that prices, the house prices in Bali are cheap as, but you could get an extremely good rate because people do that yeah. and they'll stay there for a month, six weeks. I'm getting um, extremely jealous right now. <laughs> England depresses me so much from the end of summer through to about this time of the year. The thought of you being in Bali, I'm just like, <laughs> what am I doing? I'll be at Wunderlif. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm getting FOMO. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whilst we were chatting a little bit off camera, but you had a podcast. Have had... Yeah, I've had two podcasts previously and obviously done a, a lot of social media content stuff in the past. And it's um, the I met Rob, who I did yep. my podcast with. Uh, you should definitely get him on as well whenever he's over. Yep. Um, he, we met in Bali. We met 
I saw we were both on the a boat to the Gilly Islands, and um, I saw a cocktail guy in the wearing another CrossFit Londoners tee, and I was wearing one. I have to chat to him. Yeah, you put it. Turns out we were staying in the same hostel, and then we went out and we got absolutely smashed the night out. And then the next morning we, like, we were outside our, the hostel that we were staying at, and they had like a a, a barbell which was like bamboo. Yep. With like a paint pot full of concrete on each side. That's class. So, so we were like, should we just get some hot to go? So we did a we did a workout in Bali then and then like we kept kept in touch. He started Hybrid Academy, a clothing brand, uh, and then we just were like, you know what, like should we start a podcast? <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the beauty of the CrossFit community. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. it just brings people together. You don't even have to have anything in common except the fact you both want to do CrossFit. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's where it started. So, do you think you'll jump back onto that podcast with Rob, or is he kind of busy we doing just, that? We chatted about it, and it's. I mean, there's some amazing tools going out there now around AI and stuff like that with editing because that was literally, it's like I'm trying to run a business, he was trying to run a business. Recording the podcast wasn't an issue because it's an hour of time, but it was the time that then I'd have to put in to edit that. And obviously when you're doing the startup podcast and we both had startup businesses, there wasn't funds there to yeah. like go like, I'm give this to an editor to sort out. So, And that's, that's, what, what, that's what people don't see. They don't realise the editing behind the podcast is what takes up the time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like you said, if you're trying to run a business to do that on the side, it's like that's gonna if anything's gonna drop, that's gonna take the backseat. Yeah, definitely. Because it was just I mean, I love it. It's like it's like therapy. Yeah. It's like literally, even though you're putting it out to the world, but a, a big thing for me is like obviously previous businesses have been to about health and well being and fitness and things like that. I've always talked about my experiences when it's come to the body dysmorphia, the eating disorders and like poor relationship with food and different things like that i've always spoke about like anxiety and overwhelm and things like that and it's that's because i've seen that doing it on a podcast helped so many other people that's like thing. if everyone on your own yeah if everyone just spoke about their experiences everyone would realize that it's actually quite normal to feel that yeah yeah so like like the, pod, the podcast you had normalizing life yeah, yeah literally doing that if you just speak about your experiences people then can relate to it and understand that if they feel that as well, actually, that might be normal. Yeah, that, that exactly. It was about just normalizing the stuff that everybody goes through in yeah. in life and stuff. And it was, and it was just talking, just chatting, just, yeah, <laughs> like literally talking about cryptocurrency one minute and then just random news stories or something. Else. <laughs> it's just random. But I mean, this this episode's done CrossFit, vegan, finance, <laughs> prophecy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the work. Um, Okay, so the last... Well, do you think we'll see a... Just, I think you should do a uh, property podcast. I've, I've thought about I, it. Yeah, I've thought about it. It's one of them things... Who's the guy that you've done that uh, recently? So that's Sam... Samuel Leeds. Yeah, yeah, Samuel Leeds has been like my mentor who I've done a lot of the training with. And, um, well, I did his kind of interview for like... It's called Winners on a Wednesday. So it's like every time he interviews like a success student. And yeah, I did that recently because obviously, like, I've gone from having nothing yeah. in August. Well, I had nothing in November. November's when I first started actually making money in it or making, uh, getting properties. To like now, um, obviously, what six, six months, seven months later, kind of thing. It's like season six. Yeah, yeah it's like yeah, eleven about to sign on twelfth is kind of yeah. like a bit, a bit of a. How does that uh, stand for? his typical clients are you pretty far ahead in terms of a six-month progress or would you say oh, yeah, pretty, yeah, yeah 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 um and it, it comes down to this like talking to people putting yeah. content on social media and doing doing different things like that and literally showing people my knowledge and there's so many people from like previous life that have reached out to me been like really inspiring like what yeah. you're doing and like 
as again you're documenting it and you're showing it and you're not just saying it in a way of look at me you're like these are the things that you can do to do it as well yeah and it's like doing them kind of them kind of things is like what i said before leads to that kind of higher purpose of being like okay when i have got everything set up and everything systemized and then i can the finances are coming in through that business i can be a lot more in terms of how can i help other people become more financially literate understand money understand the power because me growing up my parents didn't really know that and they didn't understand that and it would have saved them a lot of heartache depression and mental health issues if they'd known that yep because i know you source properties don't you yeah do you also look for investors to actually so you source the property and then either invest them money on behalf of them or do you just kind of so yeah. directly and then take the commission or so i have multiple businesses with it again i don't dive too deep into it but it's i have the ability to offer a hands-off process if people want obviously the fees are a lot more if you want to give me money find a property manage it refurb it and everything do all the work i can do that i have the facilitation to do that but it cost it costs you more to do that but it's like if you wanted to sort we wanted me to find a property for you let's say if it's a refurb project or it's one of these rent to rent style ones and then you wanted me to just give you it you can run with it then fine fine i can help advise you on long the way no, i suppose a lot of people they don't want the hassle they just want to make yeah. the money it's my business it's not like say um someone like yourself you've got your own job you've got everything else going on you don't want to have that property business you want to have the properties working for you and making your money in the background the business is me yeah so it's like um it's my business to find them properties whereas for other people it's just their investment or their retirement fund and things like that so i suppose anyone listening to the podcast and they may have money to invest they could come to you and say yeah i just want to invest some money so you you do it source me the property yeah yeah and run like, it. yeah 100 percent. it's definitely worth a conversation but <laughs> yeah it's just um that that side of things is i don't know there's there's a lot of potholes if someone wants to they have a chat with yeah. me about it <laughs> right we'll jump into some rapid fire questions to end the podcast i do it i'm ready right you ready (laughs) favorite country you've traveled to bali that's quick answer straight away (laughs) Uh, if you could go on a night out with anyone in the fitness industry who would it be Ooh, um Probably like Mike Thurston and then we guys Rob Lipset. Yeah. Actually, um Ross Edge Ross Edgley would be a good one. Rob You're an absolute mama. <laughs> <laughs> drink drink. I've been out with a few people like oh yeah, I went and after I filmed a video with Sonny, I went out and that out and that were fucking mental. And then uh, a few uh, like a few with like obviously like Luke and Niall and stuff oh, like that. They've been been some good nights. We haven't actually been on night out yet. Nah. <laughs> It's a Um favorite mobility exercise when doing a warm down. A warm down. Um so you before you want to do mobilization, so you want to move through the movements and then afterwards you want to be stretching. So I get quite tight glutes, so like a pigeon pose. Pigeon like a, a pigeon pose is definitely the swear every time we train, you make me do that and I'm like, yeah, I need I need to do, I need to do this more. <laughs> What's your go to coffee order from Starbucks? Uh, oh my water. Nice. I was, I was hoping you weren't going to say milk. <laughs> After all that vegan spiel. Yeah. Uh, which CrossFit movement are you best at? Snatch. Mimili. Which CrossFit movement are you the worst at? Um, muscle ups. Muscle ups, yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> As a cardio machine, which you absolutely are, um, what's your favourite herb? 
rower. I was going to say the assault bike because um, <laughs> that black one. When you die, we pretty, pretty much won the event now. Yeah, well, we, won, we yeah we won the event like for yeah that were a hard event like what day? You were just doing deadlifts so, like you need to swap or like no I'm not no swapping. <laughs> if you were trapped on a desert island with one piece of gym equipment, what would it be? Oh, it's got to be just a dumbbell, and you do so much with it. I thought I thought about this actually. I thought the thing I would take would be a squat rack. Yeah, because you'd be able to make a barbell. If you've got a squat rack, do you, are you allowed a barbell as well? You'd, to, you'd make the barbell, but it'd just be nice to not have to clean it every single time you did squats. <laughs> Give us one thing people won't know about you, but it's kind of weird and interesting. Um, I'm so, like, put everything out there. <laughs> Everybody every knows it anyway. No, go on. Uh, anything weird, bizarre? Um... Uh, I want to say it's like I have hypermobility, meaning like I can bend the tops of my fingers. Oh, but anybody else, no one else can really do that. I can do the thing where you can kind of get your thumb to touch your wrist. And if I extend my leg out fully, it like hyperextends. Look at that, that's ridiculous. <laughs> so anyone on Spotify, you need to go on to YouTube. <laughs> and see this freak, freak, see this freak show. <laughs> right, Adam, where can people find you? So, yeah. Yeah, I've got... um. Instagram is, I've got fitness page, which is just Adam underscore Hindley. Property is Adam Hindley official, um, for that kind of stuff. Uh, YouTube, just all socials is Adam Hindley or Adam Hindley official. And uh, Instagram's the only place where I post my fitness stuff. And then the rest of the place is all property stuff. So fitness stuff, Instagram, and then we'll probably be seeing a property podcast. Yes, property podcast. Well, I've got a property YouTube channel, which I'm doing uh, a lot of, lot of content and stuff on that at the minute. And um, yeah, YouTube, TikTok. Uh, I had a video go like three point six million views. Another one. Shoppers. Was that the, the the painting one? Yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. I saw the comment build that arc. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. The com that made that comment. I reacted to one of them comments, and that got more views than the actual video got. Crazy. The comment one got like saying it looked like a swastika. Was like what two point six million, and then the other one got one point eight million. TikTok's a, a crazy platform. Yeah, like that one that we did, like the. 4.8 million views <laughs> I remember that day it was so funny when we were just like the copper context there's a video where I got Tom and a couple of the other lads that we were doing a photo shoot with yeah. at the time to all sit on a uh, sit on a leg press and we just loaded up all the weight it would have been about a thousand kilos or something yeah yeah and literally the idea was that it was a wait for it style video so I was actually never going to do anything but it was just like getting pumped up getting ready to go sit on the leg press and then the video ends. <laughs> Nothing happened. Nothing happened. But, and we're watching it like, did I miss it? Did I miss yeah, it? Yeah. And it got five million views. Yeah, yeah. So five million views. <laughs> Remember just speaking to you in the car, like, it's keeping going. It's not stopping, man. <laughs> Wicked. Funny. Good episode. Um, you can take the tub of vegan protein. If anyone wants a vegan protein, head over to wadpowders.co.uk. And uh, <laughs> thanks for listening to episode three. Awesome. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Peace. I hope you enjoyed that episode and a huge thank you for listening make sure you're following the pod on instagram at the dot wad dot pod our twitter at the underscore wad underscore pod podcast is sponsored by wad powders that's at wad powders on instagram please show some support to the pod by either sharing this episode with a mate or buying some supplements from wadpowders.co.uk see you guys next week Oh,